Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topics, not one, not two, not three, but four Atlantic and Caribbean tropical systems, and maybe a fifth soon. Plus, fires rage on in the West. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So, uh, we have a very interesting situation in the tropics. Uh, a couple of podcasts ago, I talked a little bit about Paulette and Renee. Paulette is still a tropical storm at the present time. Renee has uh, weakened to a tropical depression, but both systems are going to continue to hang around the central North Atlantic for a while and still not really be of concern to any land areas for at least another day or two. Renee will not be a concern to anyone except the shipping interests. Paulette is still slowly approaching Bermuda and perhaps may get close enough before uh, turning back to the northeast uh, to cause some interesting issues there. In the meantime, however, uh, last evening around 5 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, the National Hurricane Center decided to uh, upgrade the tropical disturbance that was in the Bahamas, uh, about 80 miles east of Miami, uh, to a tropical depression. That tropical depression grew very quickly into a tropical storm. It's not a super strong tropical storm, uh, but it is uh, still a tropical storm after traversing the extreme southern part of the Florida Peninsula and is currently now located off uh, the west coast of Florida, the southwest coast of Florida, uh, between uh, Naples and uh, Key West, roughly about 30 miles uh, to the west-southwest of Naples. Uh, it is moving to uh, the west right now at about 7 miles per hour, but is expected to start to make a turn towards the northwest very shortly and move across the uh, eastern part of the Gulf of Mexico until it uh, will uh, come on shore a second time. Uh, it did come on shore uh, uh, basically through uh, extreme southeast Florida, Miami-Dade County, Broward County, uh, crossed the Everglades, so-called Alligator Alley, until it uh, passed uh, through Naples and off the coast of Naples now. But it's headed towards the central Gulf Coast, uh, not very far from where Marco uh, impacted the central Gulf Coast uh, not that many weeks ago. Certainly a bit far farther east of where Lara was, but not that far east of where Marco was in terms of its destination. And there is a significant probability that uh, this tropical storm, which is now Sally, uh, will have a direct impact on New Orleans, uh, potentially as a Category 1 or stronger hurricane by Tuesday afternoon. So this one definitely bears some watching. Uh, this was a tropical system that there had been uh, a significant amount of effort watching it for the past few days. Uh, it was uncertain whether it would develop into a, a tropical storm and continue to develop into a hurricane. But now that it is a tropical storm and moving into the Gulf of Mexico, in a part of the Gulf of Mexico that has not had much tropical activity, 
this season, the waters are extremely warm. The atmospheric conditions are relatively favorable, and so strengthening is expected uh, kind of in a slow but steady fashion over the weekend uh, with the current forecasts projecting Sally to be a Category 1 hurricane by about the time it hits the southeast Louisiana central Gulf Coast, uh, and uh, including met- f- impacts to metropolitan New Orleans. So we'll be keeping an eye on Sally through the rest of the weekend. So we have Paulette, Renee, and Sally. And just about an hour ago, uh, another tropical wave has gotten some organization off the uh, west coast of Africa. This one is uh, a little farther west than uh, uh, Renee was when it developed, uh, and it has moved uh, a little bit farther to the west uh, since getting organized as well. It looks like it's going to continue a westerly track for at least a short amount of time before once again curving back to the northeast. Uh, right now, this is a tropical depression. It is not a tropical storm uh, currently being... Uh, Uh, tracked by the National Hurricane Center as Tropical Depression 20. Uh, This is a large number of tropical depressions and storms we have had so far this season, and we are still only in mid-September, where the hurricane season goes through the uh, end of November uh, in particular. Uh, this particular tropical depression is expected to to slowly develop as well over the next five days and become a hurricane probably about the same time that Sally does, much farther to the west in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, the current track philosophy is, as I said, similar to Renee's, uh, headed to the northwest, then making a turn to the north and heading mostly into the shipping lanes uh, in terms of uh, potential impacts. And if that is not enough, uh, on the one graphic that I have posted in the uh, Daily Bolt podcast group on Facebook, uh, there is another X very close to the Cape Verde Islands off the west coast of Africa. And that is another tropical wave that is showing uh, potential signs of developing and organizing, and there's a, a moderate chance that this will become at least Tropical Depression 21. Uh We may very well get through the entire alphabet in terms of named storms uh, well before the end of hurricane season. Uh, It's been a long time since the the National Hurricane Center has had to go back and and start with another set of names uh, during a given Atlantic hurricane season. And interestingly enough, uh, many hurricane seasons, we often have a lot more Pacific uh, systems in the tropics than we do Atlantic. But in this case, we have the reverse. And it may continue to be the reverse given the recent uh, advent of what we call the La Nina uh, uh, oscillation in the Pacific Basin. Uh, you may have heard of El Nino, which is uh, effectively a situation where the waters off the west coast of South America become unusually warm. Now they are unusually cold, but unusually warm uh, in other parts of uh, the far western Pacific. And it also tends to be a pattern that promotes uh, development of more Atlantic tropical cyclones. And we certainly are seeing the evidence of that right now. 
So before I finish this podcast, uh, I've also uh, put up a graphic relating to the wildfires in the West. This is a little bit of an interesting display. Uh, it's a map of Washington, Oregon, Northern California, Northern Nevada, parts of Idaho, where we're seeing a, a, a depiction of fire weather conditions. Uh, this is an observation type that, that isn't always seen. It's basically a circle uh, divided into two semicircles with a letter W in the left circle, a letter H in the right semicircle, and what those are representing are wind and humidity conditions. And it's color-coded for very easy, very quick uh, examination by anyone who's interested in fire weather. You don't have to go down into the details of all of the uh, nitty-gritty of the observations, but you can look at it at a glance and see where you have the humidity in the bright red and the dark red. Those are areas where the relative humidity is low enough that it is favorable for uh, fire spread, even extreme fire behavior. The wind uh, also has a similar color scheme, and all the winds you're seeing on this map are green or white. If, it, if the uh, semicircle is white, that means there is not a wind observation available for whatever reason. Uh, the equipment could be down, something could be damaged. Uh, some stations do not have wind that are used for fire weather, uh, but it does have humidity. So when you have a green coloring, conditions are humid enough to uh, be unfavorable for uh, new uh, rapid spread of fire conditions. Where you have the yellow, it's getting uh, drier. The bright red is drier still. The lowest humidities are in the dark red. And you can see in the interior regions of southeastern Oregon, uh, northeastern California, northern Nevada, the humidities are very, very low in the single percents. But the winds are all green, and that is a piece of good news for the firefighters in the West is that uh, the general wind regime that we are in right now is relatively weak in terms of winds. That will help slow fire spread. That will give the firefighters in some of the areas uh, a chance to perhaps make some headway in building containment mines and uh, putting out uh, hot spots so that they don't flare back up. Uh, the low humidities in, uh, again, southern, southeastern Oregon and northeastern California, Nevada, are not necessarily good omens, but the uh, increase in humidity across much of Washington State, the Cascades in Oregon as well, as well as uh, northwestern California, is also good news that, again, the firefighters are getting a little bit of a break from the larger scale weather regime. Uh, hopefully, we'll get to see uh, some catch up on some of these fires and containing some of the ones that have been going largely out of control for quite some time. Uh, but uh, we'll keep you posted on that as well. I can say, just living in western Nevada, we still have a lot of smoke. Uh, it's still all through parts of California, much of Oregon, much of Washington. Uh, but at least the increased humidities in the Pacific Northwest are one little bit of good news here. That's all for today. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. This has been a rather packed Daily Bolt. Uh, good night, good afternoon, good morning and stay safe.